G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as compact discs? Our show today explores the question, do I love God? As the Christmas season is a time when we remember the birth of Jesus and his love for us, I thought that this is an appropriate time to look at this topic. Now, if you'd like to see a video presentation of any of the shows that you hear on Is It Relevant Today, head to our YouTube site called Is It Relevant Today and check them out. I love to peel the plastic off new electrical devices. I get so much satisfaction out of slowly pulling that piece of plastic down. I remember when I purchased the camera that I use to record the Is It Relevant Today videos, it came with half an hour of training. And the gentleman at the store just took it out of the box and ripped the plastic off the screen. And in my heart, I said, no, I thought, how can you do this to me? I love to peel the plastic off electrical devices. I also love mangoes. And I love my wife. And I love my dog. And I love my son and daughter. And I also love scuba diving. The word love in English is an unusual word. And I feel that it's sometimes lost its meaning as we often attribute it to trivial things. In Greek, however, there's a number of terms for love. I remember at school when I was in grade 8, I had a Greek computer teacher. And he told us one day about the various meanings of the Greek words for love. When he came to the word agape love, he said that he had only used that term to describe the love between him and his wife once. In Greek, there's between 6 and 8, depending on the sources you look at, terms for love. But in the Bible, we come across four types of love. Now, one of these is the word eros. Eros describes a sexual, a erotic love. Now, the word eros is not found in the Bible. The concept, however, is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9, it says, I would rather you be married than to burn with passion. In the book Song of Solomon, there's also a number of descriptive passages, which I won't go into today in the interest of keeping this G-rated we have another type of love which is called storage. This is a family love. It's a love that you naturally have towards your children. Again, this word doesn't come up directly in the Bible. A compound of the word phileo and the word storage comes up, which essentially means tenderly loving. And also the opposite of storage love comes up in the Bible, which means without love or without natural affection. But the two types of love that are very common in the Bible is the word phileo, which means a brotherly love, and agape love, which I'm sure many of us have heard. This is a unconditional love, a self-sacrificing love. Many say this is a godly love. This kind of love is clearly outlined in probably what's the best-known verse in the Bible, which we'll explore just after this song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Is It Relevant Today? I'm Marius Jigel, and today we're looking at love. We have discovered that there are four types of love in Greek that are found in the Bible. But by far the most prevalent is the phileo love, which is a brotherly love, and the agape love, which is a unconditional self-sacrificing, a godly love. This is found in John 3.16, which reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The word for love here is the word agape. It's a self-sacrificing love. And this is clearly outlined in the verse itself. Now, this is the love that God has for us. But I want to ask you today, Do you love God? This is an interesting question. I remember when I asked this at church, I saw some people just sitting there and thinking. I saw some people nodding their heads. It's a very interesting question. God certainly deserves our love. Jesus asked this question of someone. Now, I want to set the scene. It's an early morning. Jesus is on the beach around a fire, and in fact, the word that John uses to describe the fire is the Greek word meaning fiery coals. And it's interesting 
that the description of fiery coals comes up describing fire in only one other place in the Bible, and that's where Peter was heating himself around fiery coals just before he denied Jesus. Now, what's happening here is the disciples are out fishing. Jesus is around the fire, and they're about a 100 meters away. And when they realize that it's actually Jesus there, Peter jumps out of the boat and swims out towards Jesus. And Jesus asks a question of him. John chapter 21 verse 15 says, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now, I can imagine when Simon heard this phrase, he would have got an intense feeling in his stomach. He knew what this was about. Jesus says to him, Do you love me more than these? Now, I've seen some commentators suggest that Jesus is speaking about the fish, but I personally think that's ridiculous. And I'm convinced that he's speaking about the other disciples because what Jesus is doing here is he's bringing him back to something that happened just before Jesus was crucified. In fact, Just before the Passover, when they were in the upper room, after they had left, they went to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to the disciples, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the flock will be scattered. Now, I want you to notice what Peter's response was. Peter says, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. It's interesting, typical of the way that Peter behaves. I imagine what he's thinking. Even if all these peasants over there may be made to stumble, uh uh-uh, not me. Do you know how much I care for you? Now, I know that they may not have the love for you or the loyalty for you that I have. They may be made to stumble, but not me. Peter said this, Because Peter didn't know his heart very well. And we'll find out why just after this song. Holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and their power. The soul felt its worth The thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn
is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Is it relevant today? Right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Marius Jigao and today we're looking at love. We've discovered that Jesus asked Peter, Do you love me more than these? And the reason he did is because only a few days before, Peter had exclaimed that even if all the other disciples deny him, he would never do this. Now, Peter didn't know his heart very well. Jeremiah tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Our heart deceives us and quite often tells us that we are better than we actually are. In fact, there's a number of studies that show this. In one study, it showed that over 80% of males consider themselves to be better looking than average. Now, This means that more than half of the people listening to this show think they're more attractive than me. The heart is deceitful above all things. 93% of drivers think that they can drive better than average. Now, let's have a look to see who are the ones who are most deceived. 94% of college professors think that they work harder than the average college professor. We have a deceitful heart, a heart that often tells us that we are better than we actually are. And this is exactly what's happening to Peter. Peter thought, I'm better than these guys. And now Jesus is asking him, do you love me more than these? At this point, Peter has gone through what I believe was one of the most difficult events in his life. He denied Jesus three times. And in that culture, it was a culture of honor. This was almost unforgivable. 
An interesting thing I noticed is that when the angels appear to the women just after Jesus was raised from the dead, they told them to tell the disciples to meet Jesus in Galilee. But they said not just to tell the disciples. They said, tell the disciples and Peter. Now, I think that he added Peter because Peter was so ashamed of what he had done that had he not been added, he may not have come. His denial of Jesus was so painful to him. And I was looking at the way that he denied Jesus. It says that he denied him with cursing. Now, there's two ways of interpreting this. Some interpret it as he used profane language when he was denying Jesus. Now, he would have done this to separate himself from the disciples. Obviously, Jesus' disciples wouldn't speak like this. So, he mustn't be one of them. That's one way of interpreting it. The other way of interpreting it is that he essentially cursed Jesus. And by cursing him, the people would have thought, Oh, hang on, obviously he wouldn't curse him if he was one of his disciples. Now, which one of these it was, we can't really be sure. Nevertheless, Peter was heartbroken. And here, Jesus says to him, Simon, son of Jonah. It's interesting, he calls him Simon, son of Jonah. You know when the parents use the child's whole name? You know it's something serious. You know there's going to be trouble, right? This is what's happening here. And he says to Peter, Do you love me more than these? Now there's something that's lost in translation in this verse, which I didn't realize until someone pointed it out to me last week. And we'll discover it just after this song. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come let Thank you. 
Is it relevant today? I'm Marius Jigao, and today we've discovered that Jesus asked Peter, Do you love me more than these? And the reason that he asked him this question was because only a few days before, Peter had proclaimed that even if all the other disciples deny him, he would never do this. Peter did not know his heart very well, and we've also discovered that we don't know our hearts all that well either. There is something that's lost in the translation of the question that Jesus asked Peter, and in the answer that Peter gives him. John 21 verse 15 reads, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. The word that Jesus uses here for love is the word Agape. He asked Simon, Do you agape me more than these? Simon's response was, Yes, Lord, I love you, but he doesn't use the word agape for love. He uses the word phileo, which means a brotherly affection. Essentially, Jesus asked him, Do you have this unconditional love for me? And Peter responds, Yes, Lord, I have a brotherly affection for you. And Jesus' response to that is, feed my lambs. Now, a second time, Jesus asks him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you agape me? Do you have this unconditional love for me? And a second time, Simon answers in the same way. He says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, you know that I phileo you, you know that I have this brotherly affection for you. My question for you today is, do you love God? They say that talk is cheap. It's the actions that show the truth. It's interesting that in the Bible, we have many ways of verifying if what we're thinking and saying is actually true. We're told how to know if something is true, because the heart is deceitful, right? So we need to know that we're not being deceived. For example, how do you know if the Spirit is working in your life? How do you know if you are filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, we have the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. If you want to know if you're filled with the Spirit... Well, you look at the fruits of the Spirit. Am I full of love? Am I full of joy? Am I full of peace? Am I long-suffering? Am I kind? Am I gentle? Am I faithful? Do I have self-control? And if the answer to those questions is, yes, I do, well, then you know that you are filled with the Spirit. But if the answer to those questions is, "Uh, I'm not really sure, well, then 
you can't be really sure that you're filled with the Spirit. The heart is deceitful. Your heart will tell you, yes, definitely you're filled with the Spirit. But the Bible gives us a way to actually verify if this is true. In the same way, when you ask yourself, do I love God? How can you know? We'll find out just after this song. Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Marius Jigao, and today we're looking at love. We've discovered that our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We've also examined the question that Jesus asked Peter, the question, do you love me? And discovered that Jesus asked Peter if he had an agape love for him, a unconditional self-sacrificing love, and Peter's response is, yes, he loved him, but his response was with a phileo love, a brotherly love. We're now asking ourselves, how can we know if we love God? Well, 
we've discovered that the Bible gives us things to be able to verify whether what we think is true. In John chapter 14 verse 15 it says, If you love me, keep my commandments. We're also told to love God with all our hearts, all our souls, all our mind, to love our neighbor as ourselves. I want to ask you, how did you go this week? How did you go with loving those around you like yourself? Would God have had a just cause to come to you this week and ask you, do you love me? How did you go this week with the time that you spent with God? Would God have just cause in asking you, do you love me? Did you spend more time with me this week or did you spend more time on Facebook? How did you go with those around you? Did you gossip about those around you this week? Would God have had just cause to ask you, do you love me? A third time, Jesus asked Simon, Do you love me? And we're told that Simon is grieved because of the fact that he was asked this a third time. Most commentators say that because Peter denied Jesus three times, he was asked three times. But the third question is actually different from the first two. It doesn't appear so in English, but in Greek it is remarkably different. Jesus no longer uses the word agape, unconditional love, when he asked Peter, do you love me, as he did the first two times. This time, he uses the word phileo, which means a brotherly love. And I believe that this is one of the things that really grieved Peter. I believe that in his heart he was thinking, really, Lord? Do you question even this kind of love? And I believe that when he saw that Jesus was questioning whether he had brotherly affection for him, he was wondering, do I? And I like the way that he responds. It's almost like he puts his hands up in the air and he says, well, Lord, you know all things. You know me better than I know myself. Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus responds by saying, Feed my sheep. Some people are under the impression that Jesus had done this three times because Simon denied him three times and Jesus' intent was kind of to rub his face in it. But if you actually look at the response that Jesus gives each time, it had nothing to do with this. It wasn't looking backward. Jesus didn't go up to him and say, Simon, do you love me? And when Simon said, yes, Lord, I love you, then Jesus didn't say, well, it didn't look like that the other night when you were cursing me, you know. I could see you from where I was. You realize that, right? No, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus didn't draw Simon Peter's attention back to his sins. Jesus was essentially saying, okay, let's move on. Now, I want to ask you again. Do you love God? How would you answer if Jesus revealed himself to you today and asked you, Do you love me? I want to tell you today that your love for God is not 
the story. The gospel story is not about your love for God, but it's about God's love for you. We're told that God demonstrates His own love towards us. He proves it. He shows His agape love, His unconditional self-sacrificing love. He demonstrates this for us in that while we were still sinners, while we were still rejecting Him, while we were still cursing Him, while we were still turning our backs on Him, He loved us. He loved us with an unconditional self-sacrificing love. And because of this, one quiet night, Jesus, the creator of the universe, condescended to humanity and was born in one of the most humble surroundings one can imagine. And the reason he did this is because he has a self sacrificing and unconditional love. He did this because He loves you. We thank you for listening today and don't forget to visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today? where we have video presentations on many topics including the one we've just been talking about called Do You Love God? We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigal. God bless and I hope you have a magnificent day.
You've been listening to Is It Relevant Today? If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? But for now, thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I love to tell the story T'will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and His love